know what else is cool? Okay. Final verdict. Yeah, oh, you're right. We got to talk about our podcast. Vinyl verdict. I'm <laughs> Bell. I'm Jamie. I'm Ploof. And this is the podcast that needs no introduction. None. I don't know. I was going to leave dead silence just to say that, but wow. I actually think it makes more sense if we say it aloud. Okay. Needs no introduction. Sure. And this week, we're talking about a Canadian. It's about dang time, unless we've talked about a Canadian. Chuck Mangione, I guess, technically. Rush. Yeah, right. We've talked about Rush. Rush well, that Canadian. wasn't a full episode. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay, sure. And Chuck Mangione's not really a Canadian. We just love him. Yeah. So our I first like Canadian. Begonia. Sorry for the dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little brain fog. I might edit some stuff out. She's or from Winnipeg. Yeah, she's oh, from Winnipeg. Oh, that's cool. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Now you do. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, let me, let me introduce you. Let me paint a picture. First of all, let me start with a question. What do you get if you cross Adele and Amy Winehouse? Okay, sure. Begonia. Begonia. Alexa Dirks, or Begonia, is an indie alt-pop artist from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And she's been blowing up the Canadian music scene, which, I mean, doesn't say much, which is probably why you've never heard of her, because the Canadian music scene is pretty small. Yeah. She was a, she was Drake tight, in the weekend. Tighten it, though. Tighten it. Yeah. Atlantis Morissette. <laughs> and that was like 30 years ago. So You want to know. Uh, she's pretty... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a good that's a good song. Thank you. We'll do that. We'll do that album. Sure. Actually. sure. I'm not choosing it, but we're gonna. One of you is gonna have. I'm to not wasting it. my pick. Wow, Ooh, sorry, wasted Jamie. on the last. We'll have yeah. her on as a guest. Um, <laughs> said, "If you're out there, please call me." Um, um, yeah, she yeah. was uh, nominated for a Polaris Prize. This begonia lady. You know what else she was nominated for? A Juno Award. Well, I was. I'm the intro here. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna say. So her first uh, EP released back in 2017, which won some awards and you know had some number one songs on the Canadian music charts. But her first album, Fear, which we're checking out today, released just before the pandemic in September of 2019. That's true. So she doesn't have a ton of music, mm-hmm. and I've actually seen her live, which is how I discovered her. She opened for Serena Ryder right after her first EP came out, which I don't know, it was probably 2018, maybe 2017. Uh, but my mind was blown. Like, Serena Ryder was good. I'm not a huge fan. I just went because Cranbrook doesn't get any yeah. any concerts. But Begonia comes out, just her and a dude with, like, a, a MIDI drum pad, huh. and that's it. And she rocked the entire theater. It was nuts. She has some absolute power, and she easily has been added to my, like, see every concert. And because of that, I actually saw her earlier this year. She oh. went for Shaky Graves. Oh. I never listened to Shaky Graves. I went for Begonia. I paid for an expensive ticket Dang. to see Begonia because, man, she kills it. But... Yeah, so for her first like album and uh, with Fear, it's pretty decently received. Like it won a Juno, uh, and it was nominated for, uh, or sorry, it ended up on NPR's list of ten artists you should know. And Begonia was on there for huh. this album. Uh, I've never really heard her on the radio or anything like that. I don't know if anybody listens. To really listen she gets played radio. on uh, CBC, the, the like Radio One or Two or whatever, which is the Canadian equivalent of NPR. Is it? No, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's like the BBC. Stuff. You know how like like they they legally have to be coast to coast. Really? Like, the CBC legally has to be everywhere. Space Coast. Space Coast. Yeah. Coast to coast. Space wave. Space wave. Can't go and have some without talking about that. <laughs> no, that's my what an album. What it's an now album. just space wave. Uh, <laughs> but this album itself, I won't. I'm not going to speak too much about Begonia because she's very small. I can't really find a ton of information about her but uh, the album itself uh, Fear is described by Begonia as a deeply personal album bursting with ruminations and solitude self-doubt anxiety and panic all bundled up in that serene feeling that comes with an artist fully embracing their past and present self and I feel like that comes through in the lyrics like there's a lot that Make if you just read the lyrics, you think this is a very slow, sad album, mm-hmm. but it instead translates to power, anger, and kind of snappy beats that put you in the shoes 
uh, of like this messiness of relationships and, you know, being, you know, that person transitioning from a young adult to full adulthood. Uh, and I thought it was pretty interesting. What'd you guys kind of think right off the bat? Uh, she's a, she's got a big voice. Uh, I appreciated that. Um, I, I've listened to the album a couple of times. I, I have some thoughts on it, but let's flip over to, uh, Dr. Plouffe. Wow, over he's got fast. a smirk on his face and I'm That's nervous. Crazy. No, um, <laughs> I, I think it's decent. I don't like a large chunk of the album, but the songs I like, I really like. Um, I listened to it a couple of times as well. And I think it stems mostly from me. I'm just not super into big, like, um, solo artists mm-hmm. a lot of the time. I prefer, like, even uh, you originally, people don't know this, but you chose Amy Winehouse for originally. Yeah, our first and, episode was going to be Amy Winehouse. Yeah, and I listened to that a bunch, and it kind of grew on me. But I think part of what it was was the the band and the production behind it. Whereas my only problem, like, she has an amazing voice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But my only problem is a lot of the the tracks, to me, end up feeling either too produced or like hollow Mm. like they're missing that like kind of band presence even though they're there's not it's not like they're under layered or anything like that um but then the tracks that i like that feels more raw i really like Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm like i don't know i flip-flop it was either uh, all her slower stuff where she's just like singing in a room and there's like you know some light background music or whatever i'm like and not for me Mm -hmm. but then any of the like heavier tracks i really dug so mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a very digital album yeah like it, it there's no point where you're like this well there's one song uh where it feels like it's just her and a guitar yeah but otherwise it's like digital surrounding you everything is pretty perfect like drum machine everything like that it, it's definitely a headphones album oh yeah it sounded yeah. great on my headphones yeah i was actually surprised um or sorry i was i was not surprised when you said that when you saw her live, it was just her and like a dude with a mini drum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because that's like exactly what I was picturing was like her and a producer mm-hmm. basically in a room and she's just, you know, singing into a mic and he's like throwing stuff at her right. to see what she can do. Yeah. I liked it. I like it with headphones. I like it. Like I sat on my couch for this one and like put it on my Sonos and had the surround and everything. Yeah. And I was like, this sounds great being like enveloped in yeah. this noise. I wouldn't like put it on to drive. I don't think it's really great background music either sure. because it no. does grab a lot of attention. But like, if you are sitting to listen to this album, I really enjoy it. I listened to it while we were doing floors last week. Oh yeah, yeah. So I had my little ear buddies in. Very peaceful with that loud machinery. Yeah. Well, I had <laughs> I had like the, I had like the oh on uh, top. Yeah, I had the ear. What the what's the word? Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Ear protection. Yeah. I had the ear protection on, and then I had my ear buddies in. Tweet at us. What is that word we're thinking of? What is the word we're thinking of? <laughs> PPE. I was Cans. wearing some PPE. Oh yeah. yeah. PPE. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I listened to that while I was not relaxed, and I, I felt it was—I uh, thought it was a different experience because I listened to it on my couch as well. Hmm. And then we listened to this at my house once. Yes, and it didn't play because whoa, whoa, no spoilers, no spoilers here. This oh. is my story to tell. Yeah, <laughs> there, was, there was something wrong with it though, right? We'll find yeah, out okay. during the vinyl verdict well, when we talk yeah. about the record. Oh, well, okay. should we listen to it now and see if there's still something wrong with it? Yeah, yeah. But I like the pain. Of- Time. You're gonna hurt yourself. It's not 
What an album. I'm saying it this time because I freaking Space, love this album. Spaceway. I absolutely love this album. What an album. Uh, it starts off with the other side, which is... Not a chili, not from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, oh, that's a good song. I totally forgot because this one takes over that song for me. Really? Really? No, I just, I just don't listen to that song in the last, you know, I haven't okay, lost yeah, six sure. years. Sure, sure, sure. But I really like it as a, an introduction to the album because it's like moody. It like shows it. off the range. Yeah. It's mostly slow, but it goes up high and then back down. Uh, and the chorus that comes in around like a minute 45, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, mm-hmm. this is orchestral. I thought it it, it has a false ending at, at, at near the end too, which I got threw me for a loop. I was like, oh, did we already go into a different song to just segue right into it. Nope. Mm-hmm. Back at it. Mm-hmm. With the other side. <laughs> I believe you got something to say you're staring at Jamie <laughs> you didn't like that joke no, that was a funny joke um, yeah I thought she definitely has like a pretty voice and like you said it really does show her range uh, in the first track I didn't feel super engaged with it though um, but like I said it was the slower songs and this is one of the kind of slower ones it does mm-hmm. it speeds up a little bit but mm-hmm. it's pretty slow overall mm-hmm. um, so I'm not crazy about it but uh, luckily it changes up into a faster yes. paced song yeah. immediately but I it's interesting I really like the transition into the fasterness with like the the egg shaker yeah. to kind of set yeah. the beat. Because yeah. usually, like, I mean, in Radiohead, I said it so many times where I'm like, oh, that was so jarring to go from something slow to fast to right. slow or yeah. whatever. But I kind of liked this way of transitioning into something quite a bit faster uh, with the tasteful egg shaker. Uh, but, I mean, the lyrics don't really do much for me in this one. It's just kind of like a traditional, man, relationships can be hard. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I guess. You can feel like you're hanging on a line. Yeah. You know, but I still like it because the chorus is catchy. Yeah, the chorus is really catchy. Um, I actually like this one, but my one problem is that I felt like the uh, the drums or something sounded like an Imagine Dragons song. Oh, God. And so that kind of threw me for a that's loop. That's not a compliment. No. Yeah. no, it's not. <laughs> but I did like the rest of the song. It's just, yeah, something about the percussion at the start. I was like, what the hell am I listening to? Yeah, her uh, like falsetto or whatever the, the high singing is. It's mm-hmm. just so solid. Oh, she's good. Yeah. So, so solid. She's a wicked singer. And you get to really see that in the light, which is my favorite song of the album. Yeah. Uh, and it is just like the droning start to re- jazzy drums and synth. And it's just hypnotic. It puts you in a trance, as you know, I-, I love. And it puts me in just a zone with the horns, and the powerful vocals that just surround you. And again, that digitalness, I think, really enhances this. Yeah. Because uh, it makes it a little bit dreamlike. And I, when I was listening to my Sonos, it was just like, again, surrounding you in this... Uh, like bubble of droning synths, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm mm-hmm. into this." Could you say she was a mix of Amy Amy Winehouse and, and Adele? Adele yeah. yeah. So I, I even I, I agree with you entirely. I even wrote for the light. Um, it kind of reminds me of Amy Winehouse, and uh, this is one of those tracks that I thought it would fit really nicely in a movie. I feel mm-hmm. like there's always sure. one from every album. That I'm like, yeah, this will go really like, nicely. I, I've said it a couple of times. She has a big voice. Yeah, and she she fills up a lot of the songs with the big voice mm. yeah the bridge on this one where she's like yelling out yeah. very pained uh the lyrics hit a bit better for me uh it's like trying to be nice but not so nice that you're taking advantage of and you yeah. want to be everything for everyone but you can't mm-hmm. and you're just struggling to deal with the fact that you can't do it all and staying in something familiar when it doesn't feel right uh it just kind of all came together on this one for me that i'm like yeah i want to i wish i could sing so i could go along with that powerful chorus and bridge but uh I do not have a, a big voice like that. <laughs> well, you have okay. a deep voice, though. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can fill a little. Drop that a few octaves, and I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really liked Fear. 
I didn't mm-hmm. like Fear. Really? No. This is easily my favorite track on the um, album by like a it long kills shot. Live. Oh I can imagine. my god, it's no, way better. I, I can I can imagine. This is um this is where I kind of realized that like I really like her voice and stuff. I would just love to see her with a band. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's it. I would just love to see her with like a group of people so that they could all feed off each other's energy. And she does that with this album. So when I saw her okay. with Shaky Graves, she actually had a full band. Oh, thank God. Okay. Uh, and yeah, this song. It makes me feel anxious because it starts oh, a little yeah. slower and then it gets faster and it's faster good. and the lyrics get faster and yep. faster. She's talking about what she's afraid of. I like how spooky the whole thing. It's like is. I don't suffer any intense anxiety, but I'm I feel what she's feeling in this, yeah. especially with the yelling when she's talking about all these fears that are overwhelming her. Yeah. If, if this whole thing was an album, like if every track was more like fear, <laughs> mm. I would buy this instantly. Right. Ooh. And this would be a very high rating for me. Opposite, opposite, opposite for me. I didn't enjoy fear as much what? as you guys mm. did. I just I just found it kind of like. Like when she's describing all the fears that she has, I I found that part I that part I didn't like. Hmm. Oh, the rest man. of the song I don't mind, but just like the like the like the disjointed fears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, was wasn't oh, for me. I love that part. I love nah. when she's just like listing, shit and then um, oh man, yeah, she's so fast paced. Especially because it's like it's pretty relatable. It's like, yeah. I'm afraid of oh, other yeah. people. I'm afraid of screaming loud. I'm afraid of wasting yeah. an hour and not getting things together. It's like, yeah. I get it. <laughs> I just don't get the same amount of anxiety about it, but like I can relate to it in the way that, yeah, I don't want to waste. I feel horrible wasting a day. Yeah. Uh, the the emotion seemed the most real on this one. Like on the other ones, I can tell she's being emotional and singing from the heart and all that. But this one, like maybe it's just because I like punk so much. This one really felt fair. like yeah. like mm-hmm. raw. And I would love to see her with like a punk band mm-hmm. and just going ham like 24-7. That is my biggest complaint now when I see <laughs> concerts. So I saw Joji and I was like, this is really fun. But why does he write his songs the way he does when he sings it way lower? Oh, He really? never hits the high notes. He will Maybe purposely he sing low. Maybe then he can't. He releases new music and it's all high again. What? Like I'm going to see him live and it's going to be played low. So- but I see Begonia and she's hitting these raw screams harder live i'm maybe like she how can't. does she do that maybe, like, maybe they maybe they can't honestly mm-hmm. like um i i haven't listened i know joji but i haven't listened to any of his stuff but mm-hmm. um i do know that a lot of people get a little overproduced you mm-hmm. know and then they make sounds in the studio that they just can't make in mm-hmm. real life and so it's it's why you find a lot of bands to be not a lot there's there's only the odd few but every now and then you hit that show that's yeah. just not that impressive so props live, to artists right? that yeah, write songs they can perform every single time Absolutely. at least for now uh, obviously she is smaller and not going on huge huge tours all the time uh, but hopefully she can keep it up because wow yeah wow was a really yeah I really like fear uh, then it goes into every day which is an interlude at only a minute and a half yeah I like death I saw short and sweet I like the backup singers mm-hmm. um, I like how her voice kind of goes in and out a bit from start to finish I like um, the intro how it's like a like a voicemail yeah yeah and it's like yeah, oh like and then like it kind of eases into being the full produced in person sound yeah uh lyrics are pretty again bog standard do you like me maybe (laughs) i mean i like you maybe i'm overthinking it and this is all my imagination but uh for an interlude i actually like it usually i just hate interludes it's a waste of time yeah but i still feel like this adds a lot and again the transition of it being like a voicemail makes it less jarring to go from that high energy anxiety reducing thing to being Mm -hmm. like Oh, this is like a different time. It's a different mind yeah. space. It uh, just is a nicer transition for me. I think uh, it helps that it's about a minute and a half too. They didn't go too short or too long. I don't like when interludes are like forty-five seconds <laughs> or something. It's something completely different, and then it goes back into the album. It's like why did you even put that in there? Or, or it's mm-hmm. like like on a rap album where they have a skit. 
Yeah, oh, I hate skits. Well, Fred I love Durst. it. I love it. <laughs> love and hate skits. Some of them are hilarious. But there's so many. Not. All the ones yeah. in the Eminem albums. <laughs> Those are usually pretty good. Even like yeah. College Dropout. It's like ugh, just do Jesus walks. All right, <laughs> <laughs> do through the wire. Uh, and then it goes to Living at the Ceiling. I really like this one. This is my second favorite. Sometimes it passes the light on being my favorite. It's like one that I will be enhanced, put on on loop, it's and trippy. just like again. Have it, yes, around you. Yep. And so I got, I'm going to mention this episode, but uh, I got a little roasted for something I said in the Radiohead. Oh, you got oh, roasted, yeah. eh? What did you yeah. say? Who, got ro- I said, who roasted you? Uh, I'm not going to call them out. <laughs> you know who you are because you're listening. <laughs> I know for a fact you're listening. Was it Sondergaard? I'll never, I'll never <laughs> say. It was Sondergaard, well, wasn't it? So uh, I said in the Radiohead album, this song is long and it was only like four minutes long. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not that long. This song is. And a lot of these songs are four and a half, yep. almost five minutes. Yep. They don't feel long. No, I wasn't. This uh, song is f- almost five minutes long. It does not feel long. And I, I wish it was longer. I listened to it on loop. Like, Ooh. I really like the, even though it's very hypnotic and doesn't feel like it has a ton of lyrics, the changing melody and the pulsing of the synths and claps and stuff like that, it's so yeah. engaging that I go, oh, it's over. I do like the, the really trippy ending. But I did write that it goes on a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Not like super long. I wasn't, you know, complaining about like some seven or eight minute prog rock track or anything. But he's gonna get hate mail now. I did think it was a little, a little, a little touch, a little touch long. Uh, no, it was like five and a half, wasn't it? This one? <laughs> no, 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 it's only four and a half. Oh damn! Yeah. Uh, but like the cut to the vocals, like just the vocals at three minutes. Yeah. I'm a sucker for that trope. I don't know yeah. what you call it, but when it's just like everything's gone Cuts and it's out. just the vocalist singing, I go ooh. Hell yeah. And then again, everything gets layered on and yeah. on and on and then peaks and immediately winds down to the end of the song. My one problem is that it's living at the ceiling mm-hmm. and I don't know where the ceiling is because it has to be a place because it's at and not like on or in. It could be like your limit, right? Oh, I guess. Oh, I hadn't yeah. thought about that. Okay, yeah, that's fair. What, uh, that's, You're I think at your that's what ceiling. it means. I yeah. hadn't, all right. I hadn't gotten that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's or like you're saying literally sky's floating. the limit. Yeah. 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 Jamie, do you have any thoughts about this song? I liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, I like the next song a lot more than I like this. Mirror song. Talk. Oh yeah, Mirror yeah. Talk. I like Tell the lyrics. No, no, no. Uh, two beers in. This is the next song. Nope. Oh, I thought it did Mirror Talk. It's mirror Talk. No. Oh wow, you missed the song. No, I didn't. Did I? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the. Okay, so on Spotify it plays. I played it on Spotify. I believe it puts. Oh, never mind. Wow. Oh, sorry. Yes, Ge- genius.com just has the ordering Freaking different. Genius. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Genius. Um, Not so smart after all. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fault. I was trying to figure out where the split was. Uh, the split is after Mirror Talk. It is. Oh, okay. I like Mirror Talk. It's again slower. I like the simple. This is the one I was mentioning, like the just her and a guitar. It's a fuzzy guitar rift. And yeah. then around the halfway mark, strings start to come in, but the vocals and the guitar riffs stay the main focus of the entire thing. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a nice end to the first side. It just kind sure. of relaxes you back down. It is, it is a it is a good way of like running it out. Like, for example, if you didn't want to listen to side B, mm-hmm. this would be a good... And it just ends with that little guitar nice. riff. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's really nice. Yeah. Peaceful. I think it, it sounds nice, and I like the lyrics. I didn't have a lot of notes. It didn't like really stand out too it's much fine. to me, but okay. I think yeah, I th- as a closer to side A, I think it's pretty strong. Yeah, but Jamie likes this next song. Two beers is great. <laughs> I like the lyrics. <laughs> it made me chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I liked it. Um, I don't. Ha- I don't- 
can't recall the instrumentation in any way in particular because I, it wasn't crazy because it's yeah, not you know it wasn't overdone yeah i liked it I, I thought the lyrical content was was most appealing to me of this one yeah I, yeah i liked two beers and i wrote that it's okay until a minute and a half where things pick up and then i think it's really good um so i don't like i think the first half is okay or the first quarter or third or whatever and but then i think it really picks up she's got really impressive singing mm-hmm. on it um, I agree. But yeah, I definitely prefer like the second two thirds or whatever. I have that written down too. Not my favorite yeah. song opening, but not bad. I really like yeah. the vocalizing around 35 seconds and then the tone change at a minute yes. 30. Yes. And the sci fi like instrumentation totally. for the outro. Um, it's another Will I Fall in Love song, but again, mm-hmm. it clearly <laughs> is the major fear that's addressed in the album, which yeah. is fair. But lyrically, it didn't hit for me. Um, yeah, that's fine. If I had to choose a least favorite song, this would probably be it. But really? I still wouldn't skip it. It's just like, if it yeah, had a million, it I had to, this would be forgettable. It. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it just kind of like, like you said, it is. Um, but I do like a lot of it. But Beats, Beats. this is the most popular song yeah, on the album. Yeah, by a long shot. By, it's oh, almost triple the, we, we, yeah. the next Wait, one. Wait, did you get Spotify? Yeah, finally, because I needed royalty-free music for keyboard stream. Oh. Yeah, mm. that's how I caved. Oh, all right. Yeah, Beats. So that's what I find so interesting. The popular songs, this, The Light, Living at the ceiling is kind of an exception. The lyricism is drastically reduced. Like it's way more basic. There's just choruses and like yep. a couple of verses. Yeah. Versus even two beers in, it's pretty much just. I'm pretty sure it's new lyrics the entire time. There's yep. no chorus. The beat will be, but there's no lyrics that are repeated. Versus this one's very basic, but it's very catchy. Yeah. I believe this one was a single before this album, and it was just put on this album as well. Yeah, like I it, so. it, it came out, out pretty soon after the EP, if I yeah. remember correctly. Yeah, it's a it's an album seller, um, radio friendly. Yeah, it's radio very friendly. I I wrote I have a long paragraph for this one because I Ooh, like I'm excited. It's very fun, and I can see why it's got the most plays. I sure. like the breakdown about two thirds through, and the yes. lyrics are neat. Uh, the chorus is easy to sing to, and it's just over three and a half minutes. But all that being said, something about it is kind of generic. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it feels like a song that was produced to try to be a radio hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also think it should have come after or before "Living on the Ceiling" or "At the Ceiling" or whatever. But that's a whole dancing other, on the ceiling. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's my only problem with it. Is it feels too overproduced. Mm-hmm. It feels like they were trying to make a radio hit, and there's nothing wrong with that inherently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you kind of should probably have an, a song like that on every album to try to sell records. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, I don't know something about it. It just like yeah, I can see why it's popular. Yeah, I put very basic. Like, yeah, pretty darn good, and it shows it. again the range of her vocals. Yeah, uh, I actually liked the placement because I feel like it was the first kind of fun song in a while. Sure. So it kind of stops it from going to a lull of just like okay, sad song, yeah. sad song, sad song. But yeah, it's it's very basic, and I mean, I liked it. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's not bad. Like yeah, I even said it's pretty fun, and I can see why it's got a lot of plays. Just. And then up next is Cold Fire. And I feel like this comes out of nowhere. I really like this one. Yeah. And again, I say it all the time, but it shows the control of her vocals to be like slow to this almost yelling in the chorus. And it's, I don't know, it just really hits. And I liked the lyrics. It's still love focused, but it has a bit more dynamics Mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. I really like the lyrics. Um, I like where right around three minutes and everything kind of picks up for the last minute or so. I thought that was really great. Uh, it also ends kind of abruptly, mm-hmm. um, but that's fine because I was getting kind of bored near the end of it. Ooh, it was good, it's but four and it's and just, half minutes. 
I, oh, is it? It's yeah. a longer track? Yeah. It just kind of drags on, but then track. it ends abruptly. I know it's not even that long. Four I, and a half minutes. I know. <laughs> I've nuked food longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> I'm in a fan. Uh, yeah, I, it's a good one. I don't like Dead Flowers, though. It's um, not a bad song. It's just not for me. I, I like the Rolling Stones song, Dead Flowers. I oh, do yeah? not like this version. Wow, or, she's got two songs no, no. that she took the titles from. Yeah, Dead, Dead Flowers. <laughs> I'm sure there's other people. I know. I don't care. Yeah. It's not a big deal at all. Um, I, yeah, it didn't do anything for me. Yeah, I. you know what? I put that uh, Two Beers In is probably my least favorite. It's probably this one. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not a bad song. It's just not for me. With the dreamy guitar, the song probably kills live, but I don't remember hearing it played live yeah. when I saw her last, unless it really is just that forgettable to me. It's just kind but, of boring. Yeah. yeah. I think this is the only song where everything is attributed to Alexa. So like okay. the lyrics and all the instrumentation is yeah. all by her. Interesting. Uh, versus the other ones, I think she did the lyrics for everything, but other people did the right. instrumentation and everything. So I, I do like the like uh, quiet humming. That's in the last third. Mm. I thought that was nicely placed. But yeah, otherwise, it's kind of a boring track. Yeah. And then it ends with Put It Away. Oh, that's what it is? Yeah, it does. Yeah, Put It Away. So you're done. You put away the record. Mm. Yeah, it is (laughs) uh, a good ending song for that reason. It's just like, oh, there you go. It is very catchy, Mm -hmm. uh, very poppy. But I like the cynical kind of getting over it lyrics. So it kind of balances out the like a little bit. I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan of like really poppy music. But uh, it, it seems to balance out. This is also the longest song on the album, uh, but it doesn't really feel like it to me. Yeah, I thought it was a weird departure from the last couple of songs and a mm-hmm. weird final track. Um, I actually think it should have been like the opener, to mm-hmm. be honest, with how like bright it is. Uh, I really like it the most, like out of the second side, I suppose. Um, it did feel out of place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised it didn't have more plays, though, to be honest. I mm-hmm. actually really liked put it away yeah this is the least played on the album yeah i I think it has to do with the fact that it is the last Last song song. yeah most people don't stick around i really yeah i really like the backup vocals in the second half yeah the extended chorus at three minutes and 30 seconds i was really good oh yeah yeah i this is probably my second favorite after fear like like hands down um so yeah i was really surprised when it wasn't super popular um i think it's a good like end to the album mm-hmm. the salt hard like solid end but yeah I, I thought it felt a little out of place but other than that i like great. a faster ending to the album uh, i feel like okay. that's kind of my, usually my bigger complaints that it's like okay you ended with a slow mm. and usually kind of weaker song on a lot of the albums we've listened to versus this one i'm like oh, okay you're grabbing my attention again and then it's the end of the album I'm like oh you've kind of made it given an impression versus just like the album has ended and and it kind of leaves you wanting more a little mm-hmm. bit yeah Plus, she doesn't end with fade outs. She ends a lot with yes. echoes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's better. But I'm, I'm okay with it. It doesn't, yeah. they're short. They're not like long, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't bug me at all. Yeah, well, I, I was, think uh, one of the songs had a hard cut too. Like it didn't just, it just yeah, ended. One, I think that's what I wrote for uh, one of them was that it really ends super abruptly. Yeah. I can't remember which one I wrote that for, but yeah, it just kind of chops. Yeah, yeah just mm-hmm. chops off. Yeah. Anyway, Jim, what are your overall thoughts, Jamie? I liked it. Um, it's one of those albums like I I would put on like I, I if I knew you were coming over and 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 like I wanted to be like hey this is that album you played for me once I I also have a copy of it mm-hmm. I would put it on <laughs> um but I I, I don't think it, it's mostly not for me I'm like I'm not really into the Adele or the Amy Winehouse type type singing um that's my problem too she does have a very powerful voice and i can really appreciate that because she can really belt it out Mm -hmm. um but 
like it, it, most of the album is not for me it's not something i would normally seek out and that's sort of why i appreciate when you bring something like that mm-hmm. um because it's it's something i would never i would never pick this album up for myself mm-hmm. um you know if i was to give it a vinyl verdict oh wait wait i forgot to talk about the album oh itself. my oh, god I'm sorry. Wow. this could sway everything wow. my this god. could sway everything because there's many <laughs> things to say about this so for about the record itself i'll talk about the album cover <laughs> what a cliffhanger it's uh yeah i know you can't click off yet you don't know what jamie's gonna say so the front of the record, uh, it's a picture of Begonia that's almost like watercolor-like, yeah, but it cool. is a photo. She's all uh, makeup or something. Yeah, so she's got a ton of makeup on. She's out of focus. On, nice nails. Out of fo- it's like motion blurred out of focus, yeah. though. Uh, her nice name and the handwriting and the word fear. Bego- I also, I just love saying Begonia. Begonia right? <laughs> I really like the cover. I'm out there picking Begonias. <laughs> Sorry, God, please continue. No, duh, you can interrupt. I mean, <laughs> I don't know the reference. Begonias. Begonia. They're flowers. Oh, yeah, because yeah, no, you Google it and it's yeah. like, no, not the flower. <laughs> no, she the, hasn't overpassed flowers population yet, or <laughs> popularity yet. Um, yeah, I really like the cover. It's just very colorful. Uh, it kind of leads the eye with her face being at an angle. Uh, the back of it is the back of her head. Oh, cool. With her oh, fingers running through her hair. And then all of the lyrics or the names of the songs in, again, I'm guessing her handwriting. Looks the only like thing I don't like is all the like stuff at the bottom. All like the oh, labels and the of, yeah. Canada and who it's printed very, this. It's, it's all very, very large. Yeah. It's very uh, back of a movie box. Totally. Yeah. So like it is only taking up like a 20th of it, but it's still way more than anything else. It's I know not a clean. lot more like put like anything. I would have really liked if it was clean. It was produced by the Can- Canadian tax credit. I see. You know what? Our tax dollars went yeah, to this. If, 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 that, <laughs> if that helps them make the records, I'm down. Right. Uh, uh, I put think the, put the Canada stamp on the back. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like when you watch it, and it says "Made in Georgia." Georgia. It's got the peach on it. You never seen that? Yeah, Georgia peach. I like that. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Uh, the sleeve itself is like a bed sheet, but it's very rose colored. It looks mm. very flowery, mm-hmm. and it has all the lyrics to all the songs on it. That's nice. But this is where things fall apart. Uh oh. So this is my second Begonia uh, Fear album because the first one I got from her concert when I saw Shaky Graves, and it was too warped to play. Wow. And it was half volume, and I was like, "That's odd." Oh. So. Uh, the person I was dating at the time messaged Begonia was like, hey, can I get another one? Uh, it plays at half volume, is warped. And she was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. Message my manager, I'll get you another one. Crazy. So I got another one mailed to me. Very nice. Uh, the record itself is 130 gram, but it still plays at half volume. Yeah, it's quiet. We tried it, is it earlier. way quieter than any oh, other record yeah. I own, do you, do you which re- is what happened when we went to Jamie's house. Do, do, we put do it you remember what volume. Dan said? Because Dan was there. Because it was day. mastered it was, digitally. Yeah, it was mastered digitally. Oh. So it does so, not sound oh. any better on vinyl. And because of however they had it set up, it is it's way quiet. quiet. So Dan explained it this way. There, there's equal equalization you have to do to get it to sound right on a record player. Sure. So with the mastering process, and if they just take the digital master and transfer it to vinyl, it'll come out basically at line level. Right. Which is wrong because you want it to be much louder than that because it also has to amplify yeah, it through, through the record yeah, player yeah. Mm-hmm. um so obviously they didn't do that and that sucks it, but the problem is is that and dan explained it there's very few people that know how to master for vinyl anymore sure um or do, do know how to do it properly and you know for from a smaller label like what like she's Canada. on <laughs> yeah yeah the, the canadian government apparently um like they probably didn't have a vinyl yeah. specific guy. They probably just mm-hmm. made it for like digital release. Maybe yeah. yeah, they were like, oh, let's then... just make vinyl because everyone has vinyl, yeah. which is Pumped. fair. Yeah. Everyone does that. But 
yeah, it is he, disappointing. He's very quiet. Yeah. Yeah. It's very uh, unusually. So fun. it's jarring because I'll forget and then I'll put another record right, and my ears will explode. It. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, like we had to turn it up to like 35. It was huge. And my this one is not quite as bad, yeah. I think, but it is like a third to a half of yeah. I think it's about half. Yeah, we, we it is pretty bad. We listened to it earlier. We put one album on, yeah. listened to it for like 30 seconds, and then took it off. Didn't change the volume, put this on, and it was definitely about half Yeah, volume, half as yeah. long, yeah. Which is too bad, um, because so the fact that it's not mastered for a record or, you know, obviously even planned arrangement-wise to yeah. be a record, I feel like the split makes sense. I was like, huh, the fact that it stops at Mirror Talk and starts with two beers in, uh, I was like, this... For me, uh, I have an opposite thought of Ploof. I thought the pacing was really good. Like, I don't mm. think I would really change any of the songs, uh, especially because, like, at the record flip, you're ending with a slower song, and the B-side starts with a bit of a higher pace song, and nothing really gives me whiplash if you're listening digitally or on vinyl. So I was like, man, from... I didn't think I was an organization snob until uh, by <laughs> in Rainbows, I was, like, reorganizing the entire <laughs> record in my head, and I was like, oh, clearly I do care and notice. Yeah, And this one... No, the whole album will go through, and I'm like, man, that was great, and I don't cool. have any changes. Uh, Jamie, why don't you finish up with your vinyl verdict, then we'll yeah, go into Ploof. Yeah, what are you doing? 8 out of 13. Damn, really? Yeah, that's, that's higher than it's, I expected. It's it a good be. album. It's just not for me. Like, like yeah. I, I'm not gonna poop on it because it, like, because it's not for me. Yeah. Like, you love uh, pooping on stuff. Yeah, right. Like, like well, I'm, a, I'm a potty yeah. pooper. Um, <laughs> but like, like it, it was well produced for for digital, not for vinyl. Um, the you know the songs are catchy um she is a powerful artist um like i don't have anything bad to say but it's just not a record i would i would own because it's not my the kind of music i enjoy listening to Mm. but like objectively i think it's a good album it's just not my good album it's fair it's your good album yeah it is ploof what is your vinyl verdict this one was really hard because i like i said i love fear I love uh, put it away. I I liked beats, even though I thought it was you know kind of just a radio hit. By Dre. <laughs> <laughs> I'd um, overall, I'm only gonna give it like a six, Ooh. and that's only oh because well, you rated it a ten though. Yeah, that's close. <laughs> like that's almost <laughs> that's almost the same score as you. Um, and and it's basically because yeah, I think it's good overall. Like she has a very good voice. She's very talented. Um, I would just love to see her with like a full band. I think seeing her live would probably change my opinion mm-hmm. as well. And then I'd really see the energy and I'd feel the emotion in her voice probably a bit better. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I would never go buy it. That was my kind of problem. I had to sit down and think about it and like, how much did you pay for it? Oh, like, right. Yeah. I paid uh, like $30. Yeah. I, All in. That's about right. That's what I was going for I, Discogs every day. If yeah. I saw it like discounted secondhand or something, I'd maybe pick it up just because mm-hmm. I know it. And I really like those like few songs, um, but no, I'd probably never buy it. And if I did own a copy, I don't know if, how much I'd play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd put it on for like a track, and then I'd take it off. Right, it. as an album that is is not really listenable on vinyl because of the way how it was quiet recorded. It is. Yeah, I don't know how valuable it is in a collection. I know, I know That's you fair. have it, but it'll probably be one of the ones on my record wall that doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't move. Yeah, because I'll listen to it digitally. Totally, it's just one of those. It's, just, I like the cover. I like the album. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, you were gonna you were gonna say something. Uh, I mean, I'll say my vinyl verdict okay. if you have any other thoughts. Um, what can I say other than the fact that I think people should listen to this album? It's easily one of my favorites. And when I see that half the songs on this album are under 100,000 listens, yeah. it blows my mind. I was surprised, cause, especially because uh, Beats has like a million or something, right? Yeah. It's got a lot. Yeah. And like Put It Away and Cold Fire, both around 70,000. It's like, how? 
It's it's insane to me. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, this is her first full album. If this was a 180-gram vinyl, it played a full volume or had anything special about it, this would probably be my number one spot. Wow. Maybe number two, because Swimming in Circles, like, really just as a collection is extraordinary, and mm-hmm. that will mm-hmm. probably stay there for me forever. But it is perfectly balanced to me. It turns pop music on its head, and it would probably be something that would take over anything else. But it does not play great. Mm-hmm. And doesn't sound any better than digital and is just a black record in a cool album art oh no oh no bell your house is on fire which album are you grabbing i'm grabbing three others because this isn't the number four <laughs> spot boom <laughs> yeah this is on the, the number four spot underneath ep one and two by yeji and okay. above in rainbows by radiohead mm-hmm. if there was a little bit more effort into making this a great vinyl it'd be something special but you're probably better off just listening on apple music or whatever because ep one and two even though EP one is not strong. The album itself is so cool, the packaging and everything. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I love Slide and I love Swimming in Circles. So, she's got another album releasing in February of 2023. So I'm excited to see how that goes. I also notice the vinyl is like colored in patterns, so maybe Ooh. they put more oh. effort into it and like have a mastered one. Yeah. Fingers crossed. It's a video on how uh, they make those weird swirly vinyls. It's yeah, called How It's Made. But you know what we're gonna listen to next week? Yeah, Jamie's pick. What Jamie's are you picking? Pick. Oh, we're listening to uh, "Working" with the Miles Davis Quintet. Wow, it's a jazz Miles album. Davis. If peeing your pants is cool, consider <laughs> me Miles, Miles Davis. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? It's from uh, Derek Comedy. <laughs> no, it's from um, an Adam Sandler movie. I think it's uh, the one we, where he's a kid. Big Billy Daddy. Madison. Billy Madison. Billy, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's Billy Madison. Yeah. Huh. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're not peeing our pants uh, this week, but next week we might be. Yeah, oh, I'm just excited. a little bit. Yeah, I've never listened to Miles Davis. I listen to some jazz, but I, ne- I just put on jazz playlists. Yeah, I'm excited to listen to. I, I like jazz. Jazz album. I love jazz. But I like very specific jazz, and we'll get into that next week. Do you like week. jazz? Uh, do you like Jello Pudding? I love... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like Pudding Pops. <laughs> yeah. <tell> <laughs> Bye. See ya. Bye now.